0: and we're live welcome back to another episode of the challenge insiders here on reality pop we are back to talk about episodes 18 and 5 so episode 18 for the challenge 37 and episode 5 for all stars and i've got with me today again my great co-hosts drew and Chantel. Chantel, how have you been
1: I've been great. Um, I'm realizing that it's the end of the year and like an end of a lot of shows next week. It just like a lot's coming to an end. And I'm really hoping that 2022 is going to be better than these last two years have been. Um, but uh, I'm in pretty good spirits. Like I, I'm happy to finally be concluding this season uh, or this um, season 37 of, Uh, the challenge i'm happy that that's finally going to be concluded and there's been a lot of gossip going on in the ethers about this season so that will be fun to talk about as well Mm
2: -hmm.
0: well um yeah i guess get into that a little bit because i don't know anything about it and i probably will forget about it if i'm going to be directing where the talk is going to go what (laughs) gossip is out there at the moment Chantel?
1: Well, basically one of the biggest ones is that Jemmy on her Patreon dropped um, some tea that she learned from uh, Jordan from uh, when they were on All Stars 3 together about the breakup with him and Tori. And so Jemmy drops this for her Patreon and then... Tori is pissed because apparently it was kind of some of her, her lies or false truths. So Tori comes back and, like, is like, no, this isn't true. And this isn't true. And she kind of clears the air and has her own little uh, face or Instagram live press conference. And then after that, then Jordan also goes live to kind of corroborate Tori's story. But I don't know. Right now, I'm thinking that Jordan is the one that is kind of making the biggest mess out of this because I think what he told Jemmy was true. Cause he also told other people that were on the season of all stars about what, like the same thing. And he did give Jemmy the go ahead that she can go and profit on her Patreon about it. But then after it came to, you know, came to air, um, he's now siding with Tori being like, Oh, I never said that. And no, I didn't. Oh, I didn't know she was going to do that. So that's some of the tea that's going on.
0: Jordan putting his foot in his mouth unheard of like I mean he's normally such a eloquent person with his words and never gets caught into any of these kinds of conversations when he's on the challenge but sounds quite interesting Um, I am looking forward to seeing what happens on All Stars 3 because we might even get a little bit more I guess information as the season plays but that's so far into the distant future um, at this point. I do want to go over to drew and welcome drew on the show as well drew how have you been and um how's things going on that end there and do you have anything to add to some of the tea that's been spilled? <laughs> i saw you were in a vigorous agreement there as chatel was <laughs> letting us in on it <laughs> um so i'm doing
2: well i think i hit like a wall today and i was super exhausted i think it's just that like slump that like last stretch for the final part of the season you know the ending is like right around the corner and I just felt like I was just exhausted uh today but I'm doing good I'm happy to be here and I do have a little bit more uh rumors and speculation because the challenge did put out an exes like <sighs> oh what what if there was another exes season now everybody who has an ex is just like piping up you have Natalie getting into fights with Amanda talking about how she hooked up with Fessy and all this other stuff so everybody is coming out of the woodwork so X's all over the place, and my only thing is like, I feel bad for these people because, well, I don't feel bad for them, but it's just like, if the challenge is saying that they're going to like ask people if they want X's, I mean, the challenge doesn't really take suggestions or requests. So, <laughs> if I mean, them just like stirring the pot being like, who would like another X's season and then everybody pops up. It's like, do we really think, I mean, th- no, we, I don't think there's going to be an X's season right next season or even the next two seasons, but I would love it, especially since it's making everybody so like shady and calling everybody out on Twitter. Theo is talking up about maybe being partnered up with Cam and then Joss and taking Amanda. out Joss and Amanda. I mean, mm-hmm. let's good, let's do this. This is already messy. I would love it's to have so to- so
1: messy. And like, it. I want to see all these couples <laughs> go head to head. Like this, I want yeah. to see this. Um and yeah. if, if we're gonna have to get Josh back, like if he's like maybe partnered with Georgia, that's not I can, I can deal with that maybe. Really?
0: Would that count as exes? <laughs> like I felt like that was very oh, it's like if you kiss somebody
1: on a on a season, you're they're your ex. Like
0: really two, two
2: couples I really want to see, and that is Kara and Kyle being partnered yes. up with each other because let's yes. do it. And that's how we get Kyle on the season. And then we also have bananas and morgan as partnered up with each other. And oh, then uh, I would love to that. see Jordan and Tori, but uh, no. that, that's probably not going to happen. No, But no. let's just make it all messy. Let's just make it the absolute <laughs> mess. Like, exes and rivals have always been like, are they really rivals? Are they really exes? Yes. Let's make them all really horrible history exes. And let's just watch the house burn literally and figuratively.
0: <laughs> yeah. I would, oh, I would love for it. it. i'm here for exes and i'm here for rivals i want to see a little bit of extra spice in one of these challenge seasons coming into it um we've been getting a little bit of it on all stars too because there's been different factions that have formed that are going head to head which i've really enjoyed but the challenge 37 i think i'm on the same boat as you guys it's been a long season it's been a marathon there's been some good moments i have enjoyed the season as a whole um but if you think about it, it's maybe just that little bit too long and it's dragged because we've always known that the end of the season, we're going to have these vets at the end. And I mean, it even so happens we only get one rookie going into this finale, which is a, a pretty good um, achievement for someone like Emmy to be able to make that in a season that was so tight with vets looking out for each other this whole season. Just before we get into the episode, I do want to say hello to the, the lovely people here in the live tonight. Um, we've got Sudani Speak saying, happy Friday, y'all um and happy friday to you as well um Adrian saying the tea this week (laughs) is a mess with a bunch of s's at the end of it um dolores welcome back as well yeah it's friday good to see everyone and the hangout room saying hey 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 and if i remember correct i think the hangout room you might be south african as well i'm pretty sure you've said um great to have south africa represent but if i do if i misremember that please forgive me but um Welcome. It'll be good to know if you actually are listening from South Africa or not. Um, Guys, let's get into this first part of the finale episode. And we both, or all three of us, had a lot of different speculation and theories out there about what this night of eliminations could mean. And um, at the end, it is all revealed. We're going to have a vote. We're going to have one female, and we're going to have one guy go down. Into the lair, and they're going to have to fight for their spot in the finale. um, And they get to choose who they go up against, which I really, if we weren't going to see everybody go down there and have to fight for a spot in the finale, I like the fact that they at least got some power in choosing who they were happy to go against in the elimination. But we finally see a vote taking place here, and both Emmanuel and Amanda, they're going to be the two people that are going to get voted in there. So, Emmanuel, finally, it was. Uh, like the, you know, I don't know how to say this correctly, but he basically, he was was woke by this whole thing because he thought he had um, all of the social capital and the strong strategic game this whole season. And in one swell move, it just got ripped away from him. And he realized it was never his social game to begin with. He was always a pawn in the vets game. And finally, all of them turns against him. But hats off to Emmanuel for, you know, he wouldn't have known what he was going to, go up against and what the challenge was going to be going down there. But hats off for him to turn back and take a swing at Devin in this situation, who has been gassing him up this whole season and working with him.
1: Like, like, I I enjoyed it. Because, like, he was, like, saying that everybody's a chicken for not calling him out, so why didn't he call out CT or call out somebody somebody else that, like, he wasn't, like, a t- chicken about? And so I thought it was pretty, like, a weak move considering he was, like, bl- blaming Kyle for not wanting to go up against him. Um, like, it just I was just, like, whatever, Emmanuel. You're going to take Devin. Sure, like, I get it. You want to win. You want to stay. And I I understand that move. But, like, for somebody that was calling somebody else out for, like, taking the easier route, i thought it was rich i was like whatever
2: yeah and i think it shows just how little capital he has or a little pool that he has with the vets that emmy got no votes even though she was the rookie on the women's side and then it was like a no-brainer for everybody else to vote in emmanuel so i think it just shows that he was partnered up with casey who was strong and had a lot of social cues and i think he really benefited by like holding on to her Cape the rest of the, the whole season and being on the Emerald team and being pretty much can't be picked throughout the whole, like being uh, chosen for an elimination and the Seafoam Alliance. So he was just at the right place at the right time with the right people. But when push comes to shove, he was not going to be the one that's not going to be thrown in. Like he's always going to be the one that was getting voted in. So I thought it was interesting that when, talking he seemed so sure of himself but when it, the truth is no he didn't have anything going for him except for he knew some people and even casey was like
0: uh yeah i'm just gonna vote for him <laughs> like yeah and i mean not to. <laughs> two things i want to address so firstly i think he i hear what you're saying we want him to pick the big guy go for ct and i don't land. want him I to think...
1: but he he was calling out other yeah, people and I hear so you. i want I hear to live you. up to what he his mouth was saying but go yeah, but I
0: think I think he made a per- I think he made a petty personal decision there because Devin betrayed him, and he was like, you know what, if you're going to betray me, I'm going to take you down there. And I've got to say, seeing the look of death on Dave uh, Devon's face before he went down there and how just down he was was so sweet because he's been so scared this whole time of going down there, and he was obviously very confident afterwards. You know, I knew to have this perfect season, I would have to go down there and win one. Don't lie to us, Devin. You never wanted to go down there. In hindsight, you're happy that you went down there and it was a puzzle and you could win and put yourself into the next round, but you never wanted to go down there. And then secondly, just wanted to address the Casey one. Hats off to Casey. This is why she's a good game player. She knows what when to make what move, you know, like turn against the manual, right move in that situation. You're not going to piss off all the vets who probably has a better shot at being back there next season and have got better allegiances with other people that could, bite you in the backside if you come back for another season. So hats off for her to turn her back there on Emmanuel in that position. But overall, I was happy to see Emmanuel having to go down there again. I was happy that he finally realized he wasn't the mastermind this season um, like he thought he was, and he ended up losing here. But what happened down there with Tori like, was pretty interesting to watch. You know, Tori trying to give him information on that second puzzle to help him out and the things that happened there in regards to the, her being called out by Nelson about, you know, trying to help Emmanuel down there and things like that, I, I think there's a lot that we can dissect. And I'm very interested in what your opinions are about Tori helping Emmanuel out opposed to Devon. And if you think it's right, or do you think she should have just stayed quiet because she's both friends with Devon and obviously there's something going on with her and Emmanuel?
1: She should have kept her mouth shut. This is what Tori does. What are they what were they saying? Typical Tori. Like, this is typical Tori. She wants everybody to, to like her, wants everybody to, you know, want to be her friend or whatnot. And then she always has to like put, turn her back to somebody else. And she puts herself in these really bad situations. Like, yeah, I get it. You want to have both these people come back, but just keep your mouth shut because you voting for yelling and and cheering for one means that you're yelling against the other person. So they're going to be mad and seeing that you're going to be wishy-washy that you don't really care for one of them to come back for sure over the other. So it just was like, I was like, Tori, just be quiet. Um, I was impressed that she figured out um, that the number combination for the second math puzzle was 15. Um, It is a typical puzzle to be to be fair. Um, they even did a similar one on All Stars 2 where they had to match up in segments of 15. So that's usually like the, the the answer when you're when you're adding up to nine or like numbers up to nine. And so I was still surprised that she was able to figure that out, uh, considering we don't consider Territory to be very smart, especially mathematically. So she has that that uh I'm kind of giving her props for, but I was so annoyed with her. I was just like, shut up shut
2: up yeah i i I agree uh if you want both players to win or you don't know who you want to win or you're in a rock and a hard place you just stay neutral you stay quiet and you just let the best player win or the person most deserving to win and it seemed as though that emmanuel was having very tough struggles on the second puzzle and to me you're about to go into the finals. If you're going to go into the finals, you want somebody who is going to be able to help you out in puzzles. If you're going to be partnered up, if you're going to be in a cell or something to that effect. So why would you want to help Emmanuel out who is really struggling on the last two puzzles? Why would you want to help him out to get you into the finals? Maybe you're partnered up, maybe you're in a cell with them and then what's going to happen. And you're looking for him to finish a puzzle. Maybe there's going to be individual puzzles that you can't help your teammate or something with. So to me, it was like, just let them do their thing and then whoever wins, that's the best person to win and they earn their spot into the final instead of uh, asking for help or trying to give them help for what you may not be able to help them in the finals or they might not be able to help you in the finals. So that's where I was looking at it. But mm-hmm. yeah, kind of like when Devin was having to go and watch Kyle versus Josh and he didn't know who to root for. So he decided not to root for anybody or against anybody and that would have worked in this situation as
0: well Uh, 100 percent. love by you here says that i'm sorry her nelson fighting was hilarious nelson can't wrap his head around disloyalty and um that is very true because nelson stays loyal here to amanda as well (laughs) when amanda gets voted down the only person not to turn his back against amanda um and you know love him or hate him i know that um like I've come around on Nelson on some things. I know he's sometimes he can really put his foot in his mouth and he can come around is yeah. A little bit of a misogynist towards some of the women and things like that. I do agree that that happens. Yeah. Like, but I, you can't help but like Nelson when he shows this side of him. Like, we're all multidimensional human beings. He's got to work on that side of it. But definitely great to see him not turn his back here on Amanda because one of those women that he was fighting with this whole season was Amanda. But it shows that even though he's been fighting with her and her loyalty that she had through, with Ashley throughout the season and, and he didn't like that, he still wasn't going to turn his back on her here at the end. It was good to see and... Very shocking to see people, everybody sort of turn against Amanda here, opposed to uh, a rookie who they sort of, you know, their strategy this whole season has been: we're going to go against the rookies. And I do think that it shows a bit of a selfish nature, probably, probably strategic and selfish. Let me give them some some strategic props for this and voting to get Amanda down there because no one wanted to be partnered with her going into this finale, and they were afraid that she could cost them. The potential money at the end that's what i kind of picked up from it uh what was what was your thoughts guys on um nelson staying loyal and amanda ultimately going down there above um any of the well i guess the rookie that is still available at this stage
1: um, I wasn't surprised that Amanda was the odd person out. Like, she, they didn't want her to be on Emerald. They wanted to have her and Big T to be the anchors that held down the other two teams. So they didn't really respect her, and they never wanted to be running the final with her. So I think she was always going to be expendable at this point in the game if they had an opportunity to just to cut some fat, cut the fat. Um, what I was most surprised with is that the the producers gave them a physical elimination between Amanda and Tori in the end. So I was impressed that she called down Tori. I'm sure she was hoping that she would have some sort of puzzle that she would be able to maybe dominate and beat Tori in. But the fact that Tori has probably like 40 or 50 pounds on Amanda and like four inches height, it just seemed as an unfair match. Like the fact that she could just like lift her up and go and get the ball and go dunk it. Like, I was just like, that's not really entertaining to me when you could see somebody that doesn't have a shot really at at winning an elimination here that's so important so that was surprised me um, i heard through the grapevine that the producers wanted tori to win and they also put a puzzle down there in case they sent ct down there so they'd give ct the best advantage to win that's like what the rumors say um and i'm just like kind of annoyed that there's producers that are really trying to shove tori down our throats we're not fans Leave us alone.
2: Yeah, I I love that Nelson stayed by Amanda's side. I was very mm-hmm. happy about that. I know why everybody did it. It's kind of like I'm doing a full rewatch of this, the challenge series. And I finally got up to season 21, Rivals. And there was a part mm-hmm. in Rivals where Tyler says that uh, on the challenge, when there's a bandwagon going downhill, you just jump on it and you just go for a ride. (laughs) And that's basically what these votes are. Also, if you vote somebody down and they come back, I mean, they have to choose from so many other people because it was going to be swapped to where everybody's going to have to vote the guys in. So if all the guys just jumped on the same person and they happen to come back, well, now they have to pick, pick which guy they have to choose from kind of how Tori voted for Nelson because Nelson voted for her in the first round, but I'm glad he didn't succumb to the pressure. He was going to stay with his uh, ride or die with Amanda. Um, I wish she got more votes. I wish it was closer, but uh, I do. I really don't like the physical elimination. I get why they did it. It was a replay of season 33's drone drop ball, almost the exact same title and everything. Uh, but it was, It was rather boring. Both eliminations weren't very fun to watch. In my opinion, I get why they were doing it, but it was clear to see from the matchups. And after hearing the descriptions of the game, I already knew how it was all going to play out. And I was kind of just like, all right, this is 30, 35 minutes of the episode. Can we just like wrap it up with Devin (laughs) getting the answers to all the puzzles and rushing through them and Tori scoring all the, uh, the baskets. Um, So let's just, Let's just run through this so we can finally get to the finals. And it was the last 20 minutes that I was the most excited for uh, out of this uh, episode.
0: Well, a few people here in the chat saying that Amanda had to go back home and that they wanted her to go home. She was three weeks over, um, potential contempt of court if she didn't go back. Um, and I've seen somebody else here earlier say, I think it was Sam as well, um, apparently Amanda through the elimination cause she had to be with her kid by July 1st. So interesting to see these things. Cause if there's a million dollars on the line and you're that close to the end, surely you wouldn't want to go home. But I mean, I don't know the behind the scenes. I think that the challenge she went up against Tori, that was just in Tori's wheelhouse. Tori was always going to win it. Amanda was never going to physically, even if she wanted to win that, she was never going to physically, uh, perform better than Tori. And I will Give Tori some credit here. I know um, some of us have been hard on her this season. Um, we've been you know, liking her at some stages, not liking her at other stages within the game. Um, but she does go over to Amanda and show some real good sportsmanship and saying, hey, good effort, you played wild type of thing. I really enjoy seeing that type of thing personally as someone that has competed in sport quite a lot in my life. Like we always, like in rugby as well, you go afterwards, you shake the opponent's hand, no matter how much you hate them, you leave it on the field, you leave it there. And I do appreciate seeing something like that. Now, is it an act? I don't know. I'm not here to judge, but, you know, it's good to see. Yes, um, we are. <laughs> yeah, I don't sorry. know. I don't, like, some of like, us. Some I of think us it
1: was so, phony. I'm sorry. Like... <laughs> I do appreciate those the short sportsmanship in general, but just like you know, like Tori going over to Amanda, like yeah, you you called me down, but like you know, it just was it just was a little condescending to me, just because there's no way that physically Amanda was going to be able to take down Tori unless she was able to like out maneuver her, and which also Tori has longer legs, so she's going to be faster. So I thought it was condescending, but I hear what you're saying, Chris. I am a little bit more cynical towards Tori, to be fair. Drew,
0: you can break the vote here. I'm, Did you
2: like I'm it or do you still, think it was an act? <laughs> for I, I, personally, I, 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 I don't really it's hard care to give any credit a, to Toy act right. or not. <laughs> like it's really tough to do that. I think she was genuine in that moment, saying "Good job." But if she would have lost, I don't know if she would have been that like close to be like "All right, good job, good job." Uh, but mm-hmm. that that comment really pisses me off. I mean, can we? We were talking about how long the season is and how tired we are. Um, from just doing for being doing this for like four months or five months, which I love doing this, but it's 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 a long season and Absolutely. to be in the game playing this season and then also having to go back into quarantine. It's like I would like this is a reason why we need to shorten the seasons or at least shorten the filming time because if we're having players that have to leave so close to the final, like she played the whole game. She won in elimination, she got to this point, and she has to leave because of production ran too long it's like all right maybe not have 36 players on the cast and not be doing this for four months i mean these are players that have families and kids and maybe other ventures at home i don't know it's it's really frustrating knowing how well all stars is with only a few weeks film production wise and then coming to challenge 37 which has such a long filming and then people have to bow out because production ran way too long it's it's just frustrating it's so frustrating because what could we have gotten if this was like not trying to play towards tory or ct or Devin and players didn't have to be like well i'm not going to give it my all because i have to leave anyways kind of thing so i don't know it's just frustrating I, 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 i read another comment on my tiny table talk that got me frustrated that i don't know if anybody has going into the finals but there's a portion of the finals that i was just like so frustrated hearing too
0: wait what elaborate on it like you can't leave Um, us hanging (laughs) so with
2: the checkpoint number three you know with the wires going to the wires and stuff apparently ct and devon were the only two that could figure it out and everybody took like 45 minutes so production had to step in and like give hints to everybody to finally get the ball rolling and that's (laughs) when Tori finally got it that's when uh emmy got it and then everybody else just followed through so Dude,
1: okay that pisses me off big time because that was from
2: the challenge official podcast by the way i i, I guess tori said it tori was the one wow. that mentioned it from what i read from the comment the person who listened to the official challenge podcast so that's where the source comes from
1: okay well Go the ahead. reason why that irritates me is that okay this is kind of jumping ahead but to speculate on what's going to happen if those cells are going to be competing against each other like that could have been reconfigured differently and people's fate could have been Mm. completely changed if it was Mm. like if they didn't get any hints and i think that it's completely unfair especially if there's going to be a new twist and you're and you're 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 basically yeah because because that team
0: that team is ridiculously stacked when you look at them, you know having CT, Devon, Tori, and Emmy all in that same team. I mean, you probably could have moved Emmy out for Casey, and you would have still had a very strong team. But well, in probably general, not that's
1: Casey because tr- she's even with the hint she was struggled dead last. <laughs> but,
0: but but in a in a team in a team scenario, I think like if you only need to run and you need to do the physical stuff, you don't have to worry about a puzzle. I think she would do pretty well. But that team is so stacked at the moment, and this does not help with the rumors when people say, oh, you know, we're doing." Uh, A certain elimination, if CT gets thrown down there, he can save himself on the puzzle. Or, you know, we're going to give CT the best chance at winning here by giving him very strong partners. If what is going to happen is going to happen, it's sounding like they will have the losing cell go down and do an elimination against each other. That's what I'm getting um, from this. And there's a very good chance that they're not going to be the losing cell. Looking at that cell, I mean, you've got Nelson and Kyle... Uh, Casey and Nani and the other one where how does that cell beat the other cell like I just don't see a world where that's going to happen in Um, so yeah this is very annoying to hear and I hope that there's no truth to it but if it's on the official podcast then maybe there is and I'm hoping that they all got the same hints at the same time at least so they can figure it out at the same time because that would be the other part of it
2: I don't understand why they didn't just do a A timeout or like uh Mm -hmm. you if you get to your puzzle first you that means you got the time advantages in the other puzzle you got up the hill faster than everybody else and if you had a 30 minute to 45 minute timeout then whoever got to their puzzle first could have ran off so if Tori got to the puzzle third she could have started running off I think that's fairer than saying oh we'll give you a hint and then that's what jumpstart somebody could possibly getting a leg up or whatever kind of thing. So I don't understand why they wouldn't have just done that instead when that could have been easily better, in my opinion, than somebody giving a hint or I don't know how many hints did they give them. I don't I don't like this this question mark of juggling questions and stuff. Like I don't I don't understand. I don't I don't like it
0: yeah all well, we need production to sometimes i think the problem that we have here is that the amount of fans that are like us that really dive into the source and get into it and that are very passionate to this level of the show is a lot less than the casuals and the casual fans out there they don't care that much like give me ct as a winner i'm okay with that it's a reason why uh, me personally i've never understood wwe and why it's so big <laughs> over in America because it's all fixed we know it's fixed we know who's going to win it's all planned but people still love watching WWE and seeing their favorites win when they watch it right so i don't know if it is just a cultural thing where people don't care like and it's just it's big in america cuz people love the entertainment more so than it being a fair competition i don't know if that translates to the challenge and if CT being this big favorite if he still wins this season it's going to be seen as a good season no matter how he got there and i'm asking it as an outsider as someone that's international <laughs> that does not live there and I is completely ignorant state. i don't understand <laughs> so definitely. drew this is to you i guess you know since you're the closest <laughs> Wait, do, you, there, do you so.
1: like uh wrestling drew
2: i've i've watched a fair share of it uh i don't know if i'm like a huge fan but i do like the theatrics of it i like the playing up I, it's it's fun in the way that anybody goes into it they know what they're getting they know that what's to come they know that this is all a show and a production and everybody is an athlete of some sort but it is all for play and theatrics so when you're coming into it it's for drama it's for everything but you know that the matches are going to end up and they've written it all out they've done all their moves and they know the choreography and how to play up to the crowd when it comes to like the challenge nobody's really coming into the thinking that it's like, or you shouldn't come into it thinking that production is like waving a magic wand, kind of pushing and nudging. I mean, we've seen or heard some stories about possible things behind the scenes, but you kind of wish that they wouldn't do this and you would want more clarification and everything, but they still got to put on a show and they're going to do what they're going to do. And I mean, I'm going to be, I'm not going to lie. I can't believe the challenge. Like, gave a thumbs up to that podcast episode going like, yeah, just leave it all in. Yeah. We definitely helped them. Just tell them that we gave them hints.
0: (laughs) They're clearly not listening. They clearly don't (laughs) have control over the people that is doing the podcast and anything goes at this point. But I do want to bring this up since we've jumped ahead and it is going to be a little bit all over the place and I like for the chat to be organic we've got these two cells that have been put together now and we all think most likely um the orange I think it's the orange cell right the one that Casey and Nani is in is going to be the bottom one do we see this Casey and Nani elimination coming up how satisfying will it be seeing these two go against each other to see to get to the who gets to the final and will we see Nani fall on her sword here yeah and step away for Casey so 100%. she can continue because Casey's not doing it.
1: One hundred percent, Nani is like, I can't fight her. I've I've gone to so many of this. She has a better chance of winning than I have of winning. I'm gonna like Casey. This you do this. You do this for us. Like you can win this. And they're not going to. I mean, maybe they'll like fake scrap, but like I don't think that Nani mm. would be putting her all in to like try to win. I don't know what the actual competition is going to be, but I just I really can't see naughty not falling on her sword
2: yeah especially with how the finals has started for her getting eighth place in the checkpoint one getting seventh place in checkpoint two, uh three and also the whole story arc of casey's finals run last season being cut short because of an injury it was such a quick turnaround she was able to play the whole game and then get to the finals again for a third straight season i just don't think that even in a puzzle, I don't think that Nani would try to beat her. I mean, she might not like quit, quit, but she might just like fling around puzzle pieces or whatever, just being like, oh, it doesn't fit. Like, I tried my hardest kind of thing and but like, I don't think go, it's You be go do this, babe.
1: All. You you get this for us, babe. I believe in you, babe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like and you know what though with this whole like the narrative of them like, you know, I want to run this final with you. I want to run it with Casey. And like it, that's kind of over and over again. I just feel like they're not going to end up running the entire final together. And and even there was one comment this episode where they're like, yeah, we're going to cross the finish line together. And Nani's like, well, I'll be ahead of you, but like, yeah, we'll cross it together. And I feel like that was put in there because they will not both cross the finish line together, and it will probably just be Casey. And I'm still think that Casey's going to find a way to win this season. I just,
0: oh, you really do? I do. Um, I still think she's going to find a way. So if Casey, if if Casey gets there, it's going to be interesting because I kind of started getting a feeling like it could be Tori based on the last couple of episodes. I feel like she's the top female competitor going into the final. The story revolves around her there was a lot of people think that i can't do this without my man or the man that i've had and i was like she's talking to me directly because i've so many times on this podcast said tori you're over your prime you were doing better when you were with jordan because he was training you like a mad person you know so it just spoke to me when she said that and i'm like maybe she is going to go out there and actually win this final but i guess they are going to be like i mean they're not going to have to go physically up against each other so it's going to come down to who's the better runner between the two and who sucks less at puzzles. And I think that um, Tori sucks less at puzzles than um, Casey. I think Casey's got a real big obstacle to overcome in, in regards to that
1: the only thing though like I, I totally agree and i could i could see Tori winning and like i was thinking this was a possibility a few weeks ago i was like hmm is she getting a winners edit i'm like oh goodness but um i'm wondering though if they're gonna do some portions where they're gonna be paired up together and maybe that's how casey and say CT are paired up together and they can like power forward and get really a big head start and maybe they're gonna start doing some time stuff or whatnot um i just feel as though it is the potential that she's going to be able to get ahead. Um, but I totally agree with you. Tory is doing better this so far this um, final.
0: David's got Kyle's back. He said uh, Kyle's there for the upset. So um, Kyle has to get past. Um... Nelson first in this next round. Like, uh, I, I, It's going to be interesting to see Nelson and Kyle go up against each other in an elimination. Drew, have have they ever gone up against each other in an elimination before? Because both have got pretty decent elimination records. I think Nelson might just slightly pip him um, on elimination win percentages at this stage. But Kyle's no slouch in the eliminations either.
2: I, I don't think they've been against each other, but I think Nelson would get A little bit of the uh, upper hand on there it seemed as though that in the reflection episode or the reflection period right Mm. before heading to the finals it it felt like the camera was really leaning on uh, Nelson as he was talking about his mother as he talking about what he would do with the money and the ice bath uh, in the ice bath yeah talking to his legs and
0: Tori at the same time yeah. What so an awkward um,
1: moment. You know, the producers so were like, yeah, can you guys can you Tori, can you go talk to him right now? We got yeah, Tori just to coming to here talking to
0: himself. <laughs>
2: and can I just say the editing was really weird this episode? Because at one point when Amanda was voted into the lair, we had a cut a cut to Nelson saying, Oh, don't pick uh some don't pick Tori because of petty yeah. nonsense. Pick somebody who hasn't played the game, pick a rookie. But to me, if that was a confessional that happened at that time or if he was talking about I that agree. specific time he wouldn't say rookie there's only one yes. rookie that she could choose from and he would have said pick emmy which why would he say that that doesn't make any sense she's one mm-hmm. four so to me it was just like plus his, his haircut he
0: had a cleaner cut in one of those confessionals as well mm-hmm. where i'm like this is the beginning of the season 100 because his hair he's had some hair growth this season since then so sense. So yeah, so they definitely, they did some shenanigans in who they got in there to do the confessionals or when they did certain confessionals and they chopped it in to make it sound good for this specific scenario. But what I've definitely picked up with Nelson is they're trying to make him seem a lot smarter than what he is in those confessionals, which they do to a lot of people, let's be honest. But they're pushing a certain narrative there. They're pushing a certain narrative with him and his mom, why he's trying to do it. And then Nani, on the flip side, she had a confessional where she said, I wanted this season more than any other season. And then they cut her off before she can say why. So clearly it doesn't matter that she wants it more because we don't even know. They don't want us to care about, about why she wants it more this season than any other season. So um, there's a clear narrative being pushed. And then CT, obviously his narrative is, I want to go back to back. I might get the back to back win here for the first time. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's just, I don't know if I've seen Chantel Casey's storyline this season yet on why she finally wants or gets like she said, yes, I feel like I've done the work. I feel like I deserve it this time, but I kind of like, feel like I've heard more about Tori wanting to prove something here than Casey really. And, Yeah, it's a it's a strange one, you know. Obviously, they they're my girls. They're both still in my team. They're the only two people I've got left going into the final. So, if either one of them wins, I get a champion at least in my team for the season.
1: (laughs) Okay, then we want Emmy to win. Um, Chris can't have anything. (laughs) No, who's the other person? Who's oh Nani? I have Nani. Um, right? I think.
0: Yeah, I think so. We can we can Nani's not winning. We know that. Like
1: at all, Nani's not winning. Um. I guess like no you're definitely right but the fact that the whole I think that like the the storyline for Casey hasn't started yet. I do feel as though that that cell, the orange cell is going to go in. We're going to have the moment where Nani falls on her sword to a certain extent to allow Casey to run the final. Then Casey can finish that sentence being like, I need to run this final. I need to do this for me, do it for Nani, like do it for our relationship. And then she's going to like have the feel in her tank to be winning it for two of them, like for herself and Nani to have a future together. So I'm sure that the, that her finishing her reasons why was, Will happen after um she she beats Nani. That's my thought.
2: Can can I just say one thing about Nani and Uh-oh. that confessional is where was that last season when your friend of 10 years mm-hmm. said he was done with the challenge, he was over the challenge, he was gonna retire. He chose you after having a very nice speech about being your friend for 10 years and he wouldn't want to run this final with anybody else than a true friend. Yet last season you put in autopilot and then this season for some reason you're like oh yeah this is the final I want this is the one that I really it's like what where was this last season like see you later like have fun getting kicked off this final I'm already thinking that the orange team is doomed and she's heading out like they
1: kind of I don't know if they're trying to misdirect us though they made it seem like it, we're going to be shocked and it's actually going to be the purple team that is, you know, because we hear um, CT yelling at Emmy being like, you know, Emmy, come on, hold, it, hurry up or something like that. I don't know if that's Devin. later on or whatnot. And they're going to be carrying some sort of really awkward, heavy piece. So and Devin definitely is an anchor for their team endurance mm. wise. So I'm wondering if maybe there will be an upset there and it will be a CT versus Devin, Tory versus Emmy type sitch possible
2: Did, well. um I CT make the right they're decision. doing team puzzles that's what i think they're doing team puzzles yeah. the whole time so to me they have all the puzzle people so I, they could be getting close with the, like running up to them but and then i just, just don't get see
1: the puzzle right
2: yeah i just don't see casey nani and who's coming in seventh and eighth and each and, time, and nelson
1: hoping. i mean he's been doing better this this season or this uh final for puzzles for sure but uh he's not a puzzle genius at all
2: you give him a world map he'll He'll knock it out in third place. Let's do this thing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so, I mean, on that note, CT was the first person to be able to choose, oh, I guess, if he wanted to jump on Devin's team or not. You know, in hindsight, if he didn't do that, he had the risk of being stuck with Kyle potentially or or Nelson. And I've got a feeling for some other reason... He just does not want to be in Kyle's team. Like I think that was his biggest reason. He's not wanted to be in Kyle's team. I don't think he would He would have an issue that much with Nelly because in the beginning of the season, he said Nelly was one of the sports cars that he could use to win a finale. I don't think he has a problem with um, Nelson physically keeping up with him. He could beast out the puzzle part of it. But I feel like he tried to avoid Kyle in this specific one because he felt like Kyle would probably jump on uh, a team with him potentially. At that point, do you guys think he made the right decision or what what do you think his fears were in, in this specific scenario? Cause there's a lot of talk about Devin, his endurance not being good, him not being able to run in that. But I mean, clearly CT is not he's not a dumb person. He would have taken that into account when he made his decision where he wanted to go.
1: I think that he wanted to keep all the puzzle people together. I think he wanted to take keep that advantage to himself instead of like oh if we have Devin on the other team they might be able to make up in the puzzle department if we're not going to make up physically so I think that that's the reason why he decided to stick with Devin is just to keep all the master the male master puzzle piece people together so they the other cell will definitely not have that advantage and they can make up in puzzles for what they can't make up for in stamina so I think that that's why I think he chose to be with Devin not against uh nelson or kyle
0: personally yeah by the way just before you get into it drew respect to nelson for like i mean i know ct was saying has a two-day race blah 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 but nelson was running outrunning everybody in that round like the first bit you know you get behind in the puzzles but, but by the time they get to the next puzzle he's the first person there every time you know it's some impressive endurance and athleticism from him he's uh you know, impressive i forgot how fit he is and, and and how good he can be in a final when it comes to the running portion of it in any case
2: yeah definitely and i i love that point you bring up chateau about like put all the puzzle piece people together because everybody else is like struggling and you have the two so even if you have Devin lagging behind if you have a puzzle i mean you guys are going to destroy it so i think that's part of it i also thought of like it's the unknown because he has been having this struggle with Kyle the whole season. I think if Nelson and Devin were on the, the uh, on the platforms and then he had to choose which person to choose from, I think he would have chosen Nelson easily, but it's the fear of the unknown thinking that Kyle will be the next one up. He'll jump on CTs. And now he's like, great. I don't have the fastest person on my team. And also Devin is on the other team and that if they get to a certain checkpoint or get a time mm. start or anything, then I could be possibly screwed. And also Devin has the pool with Tori. I think Tori was always going to be on Devin's team, even if CT picked a different team. I think Tori would have went with Devin's team because they have that whole storyline together. So I think it's just the known versus the unknown of who you are going to get coming up next, because you don't want maybe even nani shows up you have kyle and then nani showing up and then jumping on your team maybe you can get casey to be coerced but you got nani on your team and you're sitting there going like oh my gosh why she was in the fourth helicopter
0: (laughs) 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 all right guys let's bring back up the remaining players that are left here in the game and we have got Um, yeah, we've got Chantel and Drew. Finally, uh, Drew, you are equal of one of (laughs) us and numbers left in the game. And Chantel's got, uh, CT, Kyle and Nani left in the game. Drew's got Nelson, Devin and Emmy. and I've got Casey and Tori left in the game. Now, I guess if we had to put, like, I've got a feeling that we're going to have the teams, but it's going to split up and it's going to probably get into like a pair situation or an individual situation going to the end of the game here where um hopefully one man and one female wins this I'd never like it when it's only one man and you know it's really really tough for women um to compete when it's running up a mountain like the bone structure the way that women are built it's just not meant for them you know hats off to Jenny West doing really well as a as a woman having to run up there and and winning it outright but it's not easy to do. So I like it when there's a man champion and a female champion. If it's going to be individual, um, who do we think going into the finale here um, has the best chance? Let's put some odds on who we think is going to win this season for the men and who is going to win this season for the women. If there was a woman and man winner here at the end, and Chantal, we'll start with you. Who is your two hot picks for the end here to win and take it all?
1: From what we've seen so far, this final. I actually think that it'll be CT and Tori that will take home the win here, just from what we've seen so far. I wouldn't be surprised if Casey ends up you know coming from behind and having a new you know reason to win the final, um, I could see that because she could overtake Tori in certain in certain elements. And if she does get an opportunity, like I said, to be paired up with CT where they can move forward and like make a lot of gr- uh, ground. Um, it is possible for her to get ahead. But right now, from what it looks like, up to what we've seen so far for sure, it looks like Tori, this is her season to lose um on the female side. And CT, he's in a really good position to win. Yes, he has Nelson kind of nipping at his heels, but um, I think that CT's experience is going to allow him to know where to kind of push and give it his all and, and when to pull back and when it's necessary and whatnot. So... Um, I think CT's experience might allow him to be able to beat Nelson. Um, so I do think CT will win this one, his back-to-back win.
0: True.
2: Um, it's difficult to say. I think that CT is definitely the front runner. I, uh, it's just, it's t- difficult. I mean, he's number one in checkpoint one. He's number two in checkpoint three. He's number two to the puzzles just behind Nelson. Um, it's going to be tough to beat him. I just don't think there's any way to get him purged. Even if the purple team comes in second, there's no way Devin's going to take him out on anything I feel. And so I think he's going to be the one to, to look out for. Um, I think Casey to Chantel's earlier point can only get the win if it is pairs and she gets paired up with CT. But if there is a portion where they have to be paired up It's hard enough to think that CT would gravitate towards Emmy since they have that chemistry and he's thinking, I'm going to take this rookie that I've developed this relationship with and just take it all the way to the end. And of course, Emmy is going to be like Uncle CT, Uncle CT, you can't leave me behind or however she sounds. Um, But that's what I would say if I was. Thinking with my brain, but my heart is saying, <laughs> Nellie T Train, Woo-woo! I'm never gonna say no to Nelson winning. Let's go, upset. You backed everybody.
0: him from <laughs> the start.
2: <laughs> you I do, you, you I would can't be able to see say, him
1: winning. I see him second place. Mm-hmm. You know.
2: Oh, you, you, you just gotta open up that mind and just be like, yes, I can picture it. I can vision it. He's just running. It's it's just a foot race. Towards the end, it's just a quarter mile foot race, and he just takes it. I can just yeah. see it." Right now,
0: hey, um, here's the thing. I will bring up like I, I have been impressed by by Nelly's ability to run in between those puzzles and still overtake some of these guys in between it. And we know the last section is going to be one hell of a run up a mountain somewhere. So he does have that potential to come back. The one thing I'm worried about is that if they do, whoever goes into this additional elimination that needs to happen. That's extra energy that they're going to exert if it's a if it's a, a physical thing that they've got to go and do there. How's Nelly going to perform after having gone up against Kyle and something physical? And you know Kyle is a scrapper; like he probably will beat him, but it's not going to be easy. And how much does that um, affect Nelson when he goes and runs the next portion of the finale after that? So we have to keep that into consideration. I have to, I have to go with CT. I mean, the guy is. A legend for a reason he knows what it takes to do it at the end i think he's got the best shot at winning it i would not be upset at a nelson win if he does win it like personally i've, I've nelson has grown on me a bit over the season <laughs> um and i i don't know i'm full in on the goofiness of nelson and his confessionals being super goofy and him being a character i hope we see him back next season like you know and respect to him for standing by what his own morals is in regards to not voting against Amanda. I really enjoyed seeing that. We've seen a few seasons now where he stays loyal to his friends, so I'm okay with that. I'm not. Does I he have an ex that we could, that
1: he I I we wouldn't mind him uh, playing with? I'm just trying to think of who like he has had f- things go few, on. But I can't think of anybody right now.
0: I think he's he's hooked up with a bunch of people on Berna Um Yeah, from Berna, Berna could. Yeah, Ooh, she would be firing.
1: That's a good. That's a good exes uh, duo. Okay. Thank
0: you. Yeah. So I mean, definitely, I think there'd be options there for him. Um, and then for the females, I'm going to go, oh, it's a tough one. Do I go with my number one pick from the beginning of the season or do I go with my number two pick for females? I am going to go Tori. I'm going to agree with Chantal here. I think that Tori's just had the storyline for me. Um, Casey hasn't had it, but that could change in the end. I don't think um, Emmy or Nani is winning this. I think Emmy's had a really good Um, season we'll probably see her back. She's going to be better off for having run a final here. Um, but one of the things that's quite impressive is Tori's done so many of these seasons that she mentioned this was her third final that she's running. Casey's had three in a row. It is pretty impressive for her first three seasons to go every single time. So, um, is she just better suited to the dailies and not so suited to the finale? That's something that we'll have to see. But if she does win this season, she's definitely up there with some of the better competitors for females that we've got in the current challenge world um, of people that are still competing today on the proper show. Um, And I do respect that. She's just, again, we've said it so many times, it probably has lost meaning. Not the greatest TV character that you... I think she's a nice person. It's just very hard to get behind her in this show um, because she doesn't bring a lot. So yeah, I'm Tori. <laughs> go Tori. <you> know? <laughs> At least she makes me feel a certain way. Sometimes I hate her. Sometimes I like her. You know, I'm okay with that. I, I I'm okay with having that roller coaster of emotions. Um, watching Tori play the season because it's better than not feeling anything towards the player that is in the season. You know, so that's me. Um, on where I think things are gonna go. But I think we, unless there's anything else you guys want to bring up here with the current season of the challenge, I think we're gonna transition over to um All Stars. And talk about all stars.
2: Nothing nothing now. Fun (laughs) now. Yay! Let's talk about fun stuff. Yay! (laughs) Summer
0: break camp. All right, so we get into the challenge, All Stars Two, episode five here, and throughout this episode, we see a little bit of that continued tension and rivalry between Tina and jody um we know that it's going to come to a head somewhere um and i've got a lot of opinions about this episode in regards to how tina handled the situation how jody handled the situation um, how everything played out in between um we've got the alliance here of tech letarian nehemiah um on the one side of the house they're all uh, in the same room and they've got steve who they think is very tight with them but steve has other plans and he's going to do some shady things um, on his side to try and keep himself in the game as well so a lot to get into a lot to talk about um, going into this episode but I think let's start it off where it ended in the previous episode with Ayana being one of the two people that got the life shield thinking she was going to be able to use it here this round but her power gets taken away from her um, when it comes to the nominations and she has voted in there and takes quite a bit of offense to the fact that she was put into a situation where she can't save tech in this situation. There's quite a few of these old-school players like Ayana and Tina that I think are struggling to adapt to the new game a little bit and the strategy that is being used here um, by the players that have been around for a bit longer and have played a newer school game, like a Darrell, for instance, um, a great example of someone that has played both parts of the game and knows that they have to play strategically What did you guys think about Ayana and for the second time here, an old school player being really um, offended by the fact that their power is being taken away from them uh, and not being able to save someone that they want to save within the game?
1: I mean, I like that it happened to Ayana because, like, I want her to be bitter and I want her to come back for Tori because, like, she won't let that go, I don't think. And so I'm interested to see, like, Tori maybe shaking in her boots a little bit for the fact that she sorry not Tori um, what's her name um, Jody shaking in her Jody. boots a little bit for the fact that Jody and Jarell um, put her in so I, I want to see the repercussions of this I-, I I totally understand why Ayana was pissed um, obviously they really. Figured out how to nullify that that lifesaver um, um the fact that Ayana didn't think about this being a possibility since they just did do that the previous um week with uh with Jody's lifesaver like so uh, like the fact that she still thought that she was gonna be able to use it no matter what if tech was in trouble I thought that that was just kind of a little bit like whoa aren't you aren't you paying attention to this the game that's happening right now um but I'm happy that she's probably going to be pissed off. I'm, I could see her winning a daily and be having some power and I can definitely seeing her take a shot back. Cause she said, she's like, okay, you fired, you crossed the line. Like, or so like, she had some sort of analogy that I'm like, yes, go, go and get Jodi. Uh, I'm pissed at Jody right now.
0: <laughs> I don't think Jody's going anywhere soon, to be honest. Like, I just think that it's gonna take a, a massive effort to get her out of the game at this point because she's gonna win a lot of dailies and she's gonna be good down there um, in the arena as well. Sorry, Drew, I jumped in there. Um, what's your thoughts on Ayana and uh, this whole situation um, that happened, and with Jody and Tina? I guess since we started touching base on that as well, because that's what Jody wanted to happen here. This specific episode, she wanted um, to pay Tina back for putting her in in the previous round, which is fair. You come for me, I come back for you. It's nothing personal.
2: It was a little personal. Let's just be real. it's a little personal. Uh, But what I love about this moment is that... So last episode, we learned that there was a five-person alliance on both sides of the house. And as we go further into the game and moves that are happening it just seems as though that like some people start gravitating towards different alliances. Like Jody was picked up to be in Brad and Darrell's, which of course that was going to happen because they were really close with Derek, but now mm-hmm. Ayanna doesn't like Jody, So now she likes tech of course, but now she's going to be brought into the Nehemiah tech, Latirian alliance, of course, Kendall. And we knew Janelle who hasn't had a confessional since the first episode. We knew that she's very close with Darrell, but she's not technically in the Alliance, but she's going to be a sub, contractor in the alliance (laughs) i just love this way of going about it because it's not just like two alliances butting heads with each other we're actually seeing it evolve and seeing like strategy and people just starting to pick up speed kind of like a, a snowball going down a hill it's just like as the game is progressing there's two snowballs and you're just trying to see who can gravitate more players towards your side and who is more connected and everything and i just love it because as we go further it just seems like The house is just evenly splitting itself. And that is just going to wage war on each other. Because now, of course, the format is solos, pairs, or teams on the dailies. Mm. But really, it feels like there's two teams going at each other. And it just is exciting uh the only thing is is that if you keep throwing members of your of the other alliance against each other one of them is going to be coming back and the they're going to have a life shield so they're going to be able to be saved it's just having to take shots at other people or having to try to keep them safe and everything so um but i'm 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 just excited i just love the way this game is shaping up and how everybody is taking it in strides when there's a shot fired it's not like oh it's a personal attack we were friends no it's this is a game and i'm gonna do whatever i do- can to take you out or you've shot a fire at me or you fired a shot at me i'm gonna take a shot back at you and i don't think anybody is worried about it either you said jody is that you don't think jody is gonna be going anywhere because she is a strong competitor i don't think if it was in power that she would have a second thought about throwing jody's but in Probably there yeah. against in. whoever she wanted to go up against. But Jody's gonna win. I not care. <laughs> but that would be so exciting because you're not worried that like, oh, if I send a shot at Jody, she's gonna come back at me. I don't care. <laughs> like I don't, doesn't care. Like that's yeah. what's fun about this show is like, oh, you're a good competitor. I'll throw you in against Kendall and see if you can win against somebody who else who is strong. And I'll take at least somebody out on that side.
0: That's yeah. They're not up afraid of something.
2: taking the shot. It's awesome.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, there's no, there's no like, I mean, sloppy gameplay is entertaining to watch, you know, like it's not the correct thing to do. If you want to get to the end and not have someone take that shot back at you. But then again, Ayana's a beast in her own right. So, why should she be scared? She's you know, if scared. she throws Jody in, then Jody throws her. And next time she wins her next elimination and she's back in the game. So, that's why I'm But I Jody like might it.
1: not come back again for Ayana. Right? Yeah, you're like, right it, Jody uh, Jody
0: he, would be the one that would be more scared between those two but yeah. the other thing I wanted to talk about another really exciting thing because we had um speaking the truth here say that and, and that's fine everybody's got their own opinion this is the first one that he didn't like all-stars more than season 37 now what I will throw out the there ending. is tech and it's, and it's fine. Like, I mean, listen, there's been times where I felt exactly the same. Like, I'm not always going to say All-Stars is better. But one yeah. of the things I really enjoy about All-Stars um, this episode is you've got Tech being thrown down there, supposed to be the layup, supposed to be the guy that's just going to get run over. And he runs over Steve, you know? Like, he brings a different type of fire to the game. And he's like, if you're going to throw me down there, you know, I'm going to bring the Thunder. And I enjoy that. There's no one that just rolls over and dies in the season and that's what i want to see because you know they don't have obligations that they need to fly back home for and other things going in their minds not in it i guess in the same scenes i should say tina kind of threw her game away but you know i like seeing this kind of fighting spirit that we're seeing in between different people here i love seeing this from tech because i'm a big tech fan and to see him win this elimination when everything kind of went against them and they wanted to get one of those three out of the game steve turning his back on an And it was satisfying to watch, and it was shocking to see because I did not think Tech was going to put Steve on his back because there's a big weight difference between those two guys.
1: Um, I was definitely rooting for Tech. I thought that Steve... I mean, kind of Katie said it when she was leaving. She was like, Steve, you don't know how to play this game. Like, you don't get the strategy of it. Like, you know, you're going to be out next. Like, why would you get rid of your only ally, the only person that's working with you? And then he gets bring, brought into an alliance and they're like re- ready to protect him and do whatever they can to keep this group together. And then the the first opportunity, well, A, he was last. So it wasn't like they threw him in. So he wasn't good enough to like keep himself out of elimination himself so he gets automatically put into the arena and then he decides to go against the one of the only people that are protecting him in this game he wants to go against tech instead of like trying to maybe rally the votes for tyler um i just thought it was just such bad gameplay that i couldn't see the challenge gods rewarding him by a win in the arena i just like i couldn't i just i just i was like i don't know how tech's going to do it but tech isn't going home i can't i couldn't see that be a reality and it was i was very satisfied when steve did not flip his switch correctly and it, it allowed for tech to um, lap him and then eventually win in the arena so very happy about it steve really disappointed me but he just might need to have a little bit of lesson on how to play the game
0: Drew, what do you think of Christina's comment here, um, saying that Darrell should have had the balls to take a shot at Nehemiah unless Tick is so much better than him at challenges. You need to take out the head. What do you think of that comment there by Christina?
2: I think Darrell was trying to be strategical because Nehemiah has already been in the elimination, taken out a player. I don't think he wants to make an enemy out of Nehemiah. I think he, he said it before that he is cool with both Derek and Nehemiah. And I think if he takes out a few of the players underneath that alliance, that maybe Nehemiah will want to come over and work with him. And then Darrell can take him out later on in the game or use him as a number to take out some of the other stronger competitors that is in his own alliance, a.k.a. Brad maybe, and throw Brad and Nehemiah against each other, that kind of thing. Um, I also think that Tech, kind of like what Steve was saying, he wanted to go up against him. I think if you take a shot at Tech, he wasn't worried about it. Like if Tech does come back, so to speak, that he's not like, oh, well, Tech is back. I don't feel like he's going to take a real shot at me or I'm worried that he's going to send me down to an elimination or anything. But I do agree that he, I, it would have been interesting to see Nehemiah down there alongside Steve. I think it's the same result. And I'm so happy that Tech uh, Tech stayed in the game. Steve his ran first his first Steve There's did that. his everything that he was supposed to on my team. He did everything that he needed to. He did that and more getting as many confessions as he did this episode and winning last episode, a daily challenge. Like that's all I could ask for. He stayed until <laughs> episode five. I thought he was going to be out in episode two. So, you know what? Thank you, Steve, but sayonara. I think tech could help me out way See better. See you in 18 years. <laughs> See you yeah, in 18 years Steve. <laughs>
0: so, you know, Steve being your lowest pick of the season, definitely um, probably, you know, whatever points you were going to get for him, It's going to be a bonus, I guess, coming into this episode. And we'll look into the points soon here. Um, I also wanted to mention the comment below here, which is quite funny. Also kind of ironic how Steve's loss was caused by his hand, which is what his career relies on, being in a hand model. Um, Really clever pick up there. I didn't even pick that up. So we do lose Steve um, in the spot. I do want to talk about Tina um, because I'm sure – There's going to be a lot of opinions. Tina is a bit of an icon within the challenge, um, someone that a lot of people really enjoyed and wanted to see come back and play this season. People had high hopes for her, but she came across as someone that got outplayed and didn't like the rules of the game that was being played here, and she wanted to leave on her terms. As a newer school fan, I look at that A bit more critical, maybe, uh, because I was like, I want to see people compete. I don't know if that's the same with old because a lot of old school people were very upset about it. I mean, MJ is old school, and he said, that's just not on. You should be proving why you're this icon within the challenge and fight. I was annoyed because we could have seen someone else come back that wanted to play the game and it had more fight in them uh, to play the game here in this position. So I was not a fan of her quitting here because it was a quit instead of trying to go up against Melinda. I understand Melinda had some personal stuff going on and maybe she did like Melinda and wanted to give a win to Melinda. I will be just as critical on Nani if she walks away from this challenge against Casey. I don't like people quitting no matter who they are. If, they, if it was CT, if it was Durell, if it was anyone out there doing it, I would not like it. So how do you guys feel about this you've got a lot more of uh, I guess history watching the show in the early days when she was at that peak level you probably will bring a different perspective to this than myself Chantelle I'll start with you what was your opinion about Tina and how she handled um the situation
1: well when it was first starting the arena and she's getting kind of getting ready and she's getting she looked like she was getting geared up to start and I was like, oh, "Oh, like Melinda is going down." And then when she just kind of stood up and was like allowed Melinda just to win, I was I like was watching. You could probably see my reaction. It's still I I, I, I taped it. Um, and I was just like I was like, "No, Tina, no, no, please." So I was very upset by the fact that she did this. Um, I understand where she was coming from because it's kind of a, it's a really hard to assimilate to this new school type of game. And she, I understand also falling into your old ways and how you were and her being angry before and like the dynamics that she had with people. And so I think that she was wrestling with who she was, who she is now. And if she were to, bring that anger back, all the growth that she's done in these last 15 years, would that be going to waste? And so I think she was really having like a, a, a crisis within herself that she didn't want to revert back to an old version of herself. And I don't think that she was expecting that she was going to feel this way when she came back. I thought she probably thought it was going to be fun, she's going to go down. She probably thought, like as usual in the past, like the vets had the numbers always. The vets protected vets and whoever was more seniority was going to be staying in the game. And so I think that she got shocked that she had to play the game a little bit differently. I don't think she wanted to go against Belinda. Belinda had just gone to the hospital. I don't know if she had heard about her story that you know that was the anniversary of her her due date potentially that she of a child that she had just lost, and so like I, she might have had also like not wanted to hurt melinda and felt that melinda deserved to be there and at the same time so i did not want tina to do it i feel like i understood why she did it and the fact that she's coming back again for season three makes me hopeful and believe that maybe she's figured out how she can come back and play the game and be tina but not necessarily revert back to the old version of herself so i'm going to give her a slap on the wrist And be like, Tina, don't do that again. Um, Because, you know, it's been a long time since she's been on the show. Maybe she needs to do a little bit of homework, see how she can come back and play this new school game and win. Um, I think she was just really out of her element.
0: And she didn't have any real friends that she had played with before as well. So probably a lot of loneliness being out there, knowing that she was outnumbered. I mean, Jody was doing okay socially getting taken in by brad and derail and by proxy of those guys probably had a few more people that had her back in the game um i don't like it drew but you know this is the game that was played and i i like it less knowing that tina's coming back because if you took yourself out of the game because you felt like the game brought this side out of you um and you didn't feel like you wanted to be a part of that anymore you know why come back the next season um here in all-stars three she's rumored to be back in that cast
2: Yeah, I'm just, I'm confused more than anything. I did a season three All-Stars rumor cast video, and I was like, cool, she's going to be back. And then after watching the first couple episodes, I was like, I'm excited for this. But after the banging of the pots and pans, calling everybody fake, saying everybody watch your back, and then to seemingly quit, and then to know she's on the next season is baffling to me uh, of the challenge to like, be like yeah you can come back if you want to after pulling this and Mm. and for her to be coming back so soon after this and then also to have possibly Veronica on the season with you which I would think that would just bring up the other side more since that was somebody who you were very buddy buddies with and you were in what was known as the mean girl alliance and you're sitting here going like I don't want to be the mean girl anymore or I don't want to be that side of me but I don't know. Maybe they do change, turn a leaf, and maybe they do uh, play the game differently together. And maybe she feels better having Veronica in the game and to bounce ideas off of. But yeah, it's just weird. I I was so hesitant to put negative two for disqualification on that on that elimination, but I did not. I did not because it was a pure quit. I mean, so but it, it was frustrating. It's frustrating overall, in my opinion.
0: But and listen, Tina's still gonna and, uh, have fans. Uh, woo. <laughs> <laughs> and tina's still going have her fans right <laughs> he she's didn't... got dr filia saying he was supposed Bist-y. to be
1: god drew like you that was like saving grace Sarah. that like tina quit <laughs>
2: still here <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> just says that Tina's elimination move was all about her ego. If she wanted Melinda to feel good, Tina would have at least gave the illusion that Melinda earned the win by competing in it. Um, and Dr. Full asking if Kenny and Evan is on next season. I don't think either one of those two They'll are next season. From Yeah. Um, and they've been, yeah, from rumor and knows that they've been blacklisted by the challenge and won't come back. So um, do a bit of reading up on that. We won't spread anything further on this podcast, but go read up on why they're not currently um on any of the challenge seasons anymore because kenny is like what 33 or 34 is so not even that no, old he's right that. he's born in i think
1: i think he's born in like 86 maybe
0: 35 then about yeah so yeah so anyways um we move on And we talk about the rest of the things that happened here in this episode. Casey being (laughs) one of those people that got extremely lucky, um, didn't complete the challenge with the trampolines, which by the way, loved the daily challenge, loved the trampolines. It looked like something I would enjoy doing myself if I was playing the challenge, jumping up and then having to get these puzzle pieces at the top. And Casey gets one of them, but then continues to fall uh, badly after that. And uh, she says that she was nearly drowning a few times uh, down there when she went and she um, also goes back into old habits and quits this challenge saying she'll take her chances um, in the arena rather than complete it um, and we've got to be fair you know Casey's in my team I'm shouting for Team Casey all the way this season but again she quit here in this specific scenario when other people went through similar struggles but still continued on and she gets extremely lucky here that Melinda is um, disqualified from I guess competing at medically disqualified from completing the challenge otherwise she would have been down there um, in that specific spot Um, overall what would you what were you guys thinking of Casey's performance and overall this daily as a whole because there were quite a few people that looked like they were struggling it wasn't just her it was also um, Janae a couple of times she got back up Uh, Jasmine which had probably the moment of the episode uh showing her kids not to quit when she kind of felt like she took a couple of hard hits there in the water Um, and then melinda being medically disqualified and i should tell i know you're always heavy on the safety aspects of um these challenges what were you what were your thoughts in regards to this challenge as a whole i really enjoyed it but it did look like quite a few people were struggling on this
1: Yeah, I thought it was a good challenge, but it just seemed like for some of the smaller girls that those puzzle pieces were too far out for them to Mm. be able to easily slap them down. And I think that that's in the design portion of it. um, Like, it just seemed very hard for somebody that's like five feet tall to jump up and hit that. And when you're not able to hit that, you're going to fall awkwardly and very easily, like knock yourself out and so I think it was kind of dangerous that they didn't make it as easy for anybody at any sort of height level to be able to jump and get those puzzle pieces down um but for what they had to do I like the fact that they had these trampolines and they had to go jump down hit the puzzle pieces they had to do it multiple times so they're gonna get tired which is great I like that people have an opportunity to do well or catch up um, and then they had a puzzle at the end. So I love any kind of uh, challenge. It has multiple elements that people can excel in certain bits or excel at all of them. But like, it has an opportunity for everybody to do decently well, except for short women, it seems. So <laughs> I wish that it was a little bit more fair in that regard, but on a whole, I thought it was a good challenge. Um, with the Jasmine and Casey of it all. I was just like, Casey, you had me rooting for you last week. Like, why'd you take that away from me? I was like, oh whatever i hope that casey goes home then if like she's gonna just quit like that and be like i'll try my hand at the at the arena it's like okay casey
0: (laughs) (laughs) true
2: yeah i mean this season may lack in explosions but they make up for it with trampolines upon trampolines upon trampolines
0: (laughs) literally heights Um, over water
2: yeah exactly um i do agree with Chantel with the 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 women were having a much more difficult time during this i mean tech was going up against john a and tech was just easily jumping up his head was like going over the puzzles and just absolutely destroying them where john a was having troubles getting to the block she actually had to just do it one line at a time for each block so it looks like she had to do it like six times to go up those trampolines to get all the puzzle pieces whereas majority of the men just had to do it three times or if you're Steve you do it twice and then you swim a huge lap to go get that puzzle piece uh and be if if uh Jasmine had the moment of the day which she does uh Steve had the bonehead play of the day <laughs> which was getting those two blocks down at the same time and being like yeah I'm I, I, I this is a big risk but I'm going to take it and then it just being <laughs> taken off in the current just by bye block you could take Steve with you, I guess, because he's going to be sailing away, too.
1: <laughs> um, I was wondering about that, though. Couldn't he have gone up and, like, done the trampoline bit and at least be a little bit closer to the puzzle piece? Or did he have to, like, swim from the shore to go get it? I think he I had think... to
0: swim from the shore to go get it. I think he was. I think he had to leave one of them in there, in the water, because Darrell or someone was shouting at him, you can't bring both back at the same time. Tech. He went, or tech, yeah, and he came He came in with one of them. And the way it looked like it, he had to go back and go get it afterwards. Yeah, no, I know he had would... to go
1: get it, but I was just thinking that it might have been faster for him to go and, like, go do the trampoline bit. At least, like, jump towards where the puzzle piece was. But I couldn't yeah. really well, tell where the puzzle piece was floating.
2: Well, I think what Steve was thinking is that I'm going to save time by not having to go up the stairs again. And I'll just go swim out and get the puzzle piece. So he's not going to sit there and go like, this was a bad idea. I'm going to go up the trampoline again to get to the puzzle piece quicker. I'm just going to go straight from the shore to get the puzzle piece, even though it is four out away, going out, drifting into the middle of the whatever ocean that is around there. I can't remember. The Gulf of Mexico. They're in Cancun, right? I don't know where Cancun is. Yeah, are.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, P.S. Um, Kenny's born in 1983, so he's 38.
0: Oh, there we go um also adrian says here that tina leapfrogging her way to the puzzle pieces <laughs> was amazing to see uh, awesome. obviously uh, tj gave her a little bit of stick for that which was always funny to watch and definitely there's moments that tina brought that made the show really good i mean we're probably better off for having her here it's just the whole thing about her coming back after quitting because the show makes her feel bad about where she is i I'll have to get my head around that, but I don't want to judge her before I see her in season three and what she brings to the show, you know, um, at that point.
1: One thing I like though with like her leapfrogging and TJ giving her a little bit for it um, is that she's not afraid to like give it back to TJ. And that's another yeah. thing that I appreciate about these old school players is that TJ isn't somebody that's above them. They're kind of, they're they're on the same level. They're colleagues. They've been doing this the same mm-hmm. amount of time. Um, and so like she doesn't, she's not scared of TJ. So she's like, shut up TJ, you do it TJ. I wanna like, she's like, give it back to him which I like that. And I think he does too. Like, I think he likes having this banter with um, all these players, as opposed to people like being like, Oh, Mr. TJ, Mr. TJ. Like, I don't think he feels comfortable in being in that position. I think he likes being um, at, you know, at same level as these players.
0: Yeah. Google Gobble here says that at least Casey tried a couple of times before she gave up, before she might not have even done it at all. And Christina also agrees there with her. So a little bit of growth there from Casey. Um, I'm not going to be too down on her for this specifically. I mean, there's going to be many more uh, dailies that she hopefully will complete and will not be a weakness of hers like this one specifically was. Um, But overall, we see that it gets very close between Brad and Durrell here. And Brad, um, he has spoken to the camera strategically a lot this season you know we were talking about hey you know Nelly is getting some of the strategic to- uh, talk on challenge 37 it looks like brad is being seen as the one that talks about reason here from the start he made a comment early in the season when derek and jody got the power that you don't want to be the first people to um, get power and show your hand and again here he's saying when he knows that it's between him and darrell he'd much rather have darrell get the the smoke coming his way by getting this win because you know darrell is going to make the moves that's also going to benefit him i'm starting to get very strong vibes from brad here i think you made a really good pick picking brad as your first male pick here this season drew he's going to go deep and i feel like the show wants us to see him as someone that is on the right side of how things are going to play out this season quite a lot and they're giving him a lot of confessionals um and he is looking in pretty good shape he's doing well in these dailies uh do you guys think that i am up you know shits creek without a paddle in regards to what i'm thinking or do you think that there is some um merit to my thinking here that brad could be an undercover finalist potential winner at this stage i hate throwing these things out so early because i'm normally wrong when it comes to the challenge edits but he's looking pretty good at the moment the way that the show is portraying him
1: i don't think i don't see brad being the winner unfortunately um just from what I've seen him do in the past, like he he's always gonna be the person that someone's gonna throw in. He does mess up sometimes. And so I just don't know if he's gonna be able to stay in this power position. he, he saw he was very eager to be like, Hey Jody, you wanna work with me? Like he wants to really get protected and insulated by like having Tor I keep on your tour, Jody on her um his side. And so I think that that's because he knows that he's kind of vulnerable, he's kind of left a little bit open there, even though he is in in this group, I can easily see Nehemiah wanting to call him out and get him to go down. Like, I think that he's trying to protect himself. And I think that he will be more likely to go out before any of the other guys in that, in that side. So I don't necessarily see him winning.
2: I'm, I'm so a lot of the players that have not gotten as many confessionals doubled their confessionals this time around. And Brad was one of those players. I think being in the Alliance and having that strategy talk really helped bring out more of his character and more of the way he views this game. Um, I, I have to agree with Chantel that it's difficult. I'm on the Brad train. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but, uh, but it is difficult knowing his past and how he can let things get to him a little bit eagerly or uh, he makes some boneheaded moves here or there. Maybe with the beard comes wisdom. Uh, and maybe pulls a gandalf. That's what it
0: and... is. That's why I'm suddenly believing in him. You know, it's the beard, it's got me. <laughs> it's the beard that
2: makes him look wise, <laughs> but yeah, it, it. I'm hoping that it's it, he gets more confessionals, but. like we were talking about earlier, like what I was like rambling on and being all gushy about and giddy all about, about these alliances is that they're not afraid to take shots at each other. So it's like, if I can see Jody getting thrown in, I can see Brad getting thrown in or Darrell possibly getting thrown in or Nehemiah getting thrown in yet again. It's like, they're going to be taking shots at each other and they're not going to always kind of like how Darrell did it this time. He was like beating around the bush, but still taking a shot at the Alliance. I don't think a lot of players will always continuously, not go for the head honchos or the three headed monster, or the three Kings as they were calling each other uh, in this episode. So it's, it's going to be a hard fought season, I think. And I think there's going to be a lot of people uh, being taken shots at, and it's going to be the strongest to survive. I mean, Brad's strong physically, but if he gets well, one wrong puzzle or something, I can see him tripping up and you don't want to get too much in Brad's head or put his underwear over his head and make it a <laughs> necklace. <laughs>
0: Brad is like Nelson, very clumsy and always in second place guys. So maybe that's what's happening here. Um, you know, Drew keeps picking the 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 Nelly T type of guys and then slowly, but surely they grow on me over the seasons as it goes on. Um, Drew, beard. I do want to get into the, yeah, like uh, we said, it's the, <laughs> the wisdom, uh, the beard with the wisdom. Um, I do want to get into the points here, Drew. Uh, what happened in regards to the points here? And have we had some shakeups in the rankings? I believe Going into last week, you were ahead with myself in second and Chantel in third. With yourself and Chantel having swapped places from the week before that, do we see more of a shake-up here in this round? Or where is the point sitting currently uh, for this season?
2: I will say there was a ton of points, both won and lost. Uh, There was a lot of confessionals happening. Sorry to say, not with Janelle. Um, But there was a lot of points being lost between Casey and Melinda both being DQ'd, but then there were some points being won because of the daily challenge and the, um, the elimination win. And like I said, a lot of players that haven't gotten a lot of confessionals were doubling it. Like Steve doubled it before he was leaving Uh, tech also doubled his confessionals over this, over the course of the past four episodes, which blew my mind. I thought tech would be in every confessional going forward uh, in these episodes. Um, So when it comes down to it, only one point separates third and second place. At this moment, uh, uh, Chantel had a huge resurgence from only having like 112 points last uh, last week. She got 137 points now with Jody as her front runner at 37. Um, everybody else is in the teens uh, with Latirian not getting a lot. Janelle, Tyler uh, and M.J., Sad to say that he's only gotten 15 points and 15 confessionals. Uh, Chris is in second place with 138 points, only one point at the moment. <laughs> Durrell is your leading scorer at 31. Um, he's tied with the same amount of points as Derek, who has already left the game from last week. So, um, luckily, you have somebody in the 30s. Uh, the lowest person that you have is Kendall with only five confessionals on the season. I think that was in episode one slash maybe one or two in the last couple of ones. And then I am in a bit of a lead with 165 points. Ooh. Uh, Nehemiah is at my highest score is at 37. Ayana is really pulling it here with the past couple of episodes with a lot of confessionals, elimination wins with 26. Um, at this moment, the top scoring men, man and woman, because it's the halfway point, the top scoring man and woman at this point is Jody and Nehemiah, both at 37. Um, I'm just happy, not personally because Tina was fun to watch, but with Tina gone, uh, there's not as many confessionals. She had 31 points and you would have probably still been gobbling up all those points. Uh, but, uh, iana got 26 and then, um, the other scores that I have are tech and Brad, like I said, doubled their confessionals, but they were both like sub 10 coming into this episode and they were able to jump up close to 20, but we have to see what's going to happen. It's it's week to week. It depends on who's in power, who can win these eliminations. If there's going to be a team win, that's going to really shake up the numbers I feel. And then who's going to be winning eliminations? Because right now the past two weeks, I've had three of my players in the eliminations and possibly going and possibly going home in the eliminations the three of the four players going into the eliminations and I've only lost one person each week so I take that as like I just barely missed some fired shots like I can easily have like three (laughs) people left one person left, like three people or four people left but I'm counting my prayers that I only have two people gone Um, I find that very uh, blessing especially with Tina like bowing down this week to Melinda Melinda!
1: should have been gone there you know that right (laughs) (laughs) And,
2: and i'm very proud of tech but yeah it's anybody's game i mean anybody like i said anybody could get a shot taken at them easily be taken out of this game one at one point they're in power the other point they're pulling a casey quitting and then going straight into the elimination and it just depends on who's in power and everything but uh, Yeah, it's very exciting to watch and see all these numbers like fluctuate and everything. But as we get further into the game, I just feel like everybody's just going to start piecing into the season and where their spot is. And then we're going to see the true players start coming forward and uh, be prevalent as we head towards the finals and the back half of the season. So it's still anybody's game.
0: Yeah, and it's I think it's a way better way doing it this way with the um, draft picks that we have than what we did last with uh, season 37, because at least anything can still happen. Even if you've got a slight lead on us there with the amount of people that are still left in the game, wins are going to count for more towards the end here. You know, there's a few people that have not spoken. We know that they're going to have to go into the arena pretty soon to defend themselves. Like you said, that's going to shake up the points. So really excited to see how that is going to play out. Now, guys, is there anything we didn't touch on here in this episode that you guys wanted to bring up? I did see Tatiana here in the chat say that her favorite line of the night was, (laughs) Tina, do you want some green tea when she got really upset? And there was a lot of different people there, um, which it was quite funny, you know, even Jasmine saying, I'm getting too old for this shit. You know, like, there's a lot of people that just seemed like they just didn't want to play game or um, have these kind of fights anymore because they kind of feel like they're past it. Did you guys get that vibe as well, Chantel?
1: Um, okay. With the, the Jasmine, like this is the second time she's kind of like been coming down on Tina for being loud and for being, uh, you know, and for like, oh, like I'm too old for this. We've seen already that she's going to crack. Like, so like the fact that she's playing, like pretending like, oh my God, I'm so much better than this now. Like uh, Jasmine's coming out to play. I know I could see it. I could feel it. We've seen it in the, in the previews. Like, I think it's all a little bit of an act and Can't I don't wait for think- it. me too give me the points yeah give me the points oh no she's never she's gonna be so good she's never gonna gonna dance on any poles anymore but uh yeah i heard a rumor though that she even has a little hookup with somebody and i have no idea who it could potentially even be
2: that's interesting because i've heard the other she's married isn't
1: she yeah, well, there there's it? a there's a few hookups that are supposed to be happening. I don't know if it's on this season or next season, um, but uh, I recently heard Jasmine is also somebody that might have had a little something going on, but I was like, with who? Everybody else is taken. Or... I'm calling
0: it Letarian.
1: Letarian is it. taken already, so... Right. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> tech right, money. Works. I <laughs> thought
1: it was like, it's t- like tech?
0: Is it tech? <laughs> or Nehemiah? <laughs> I wouldn't would put a pass tick. you know. I definitely wouldn't put it pass them. Um, all right. So, yeah, that was quite got funny. To watch. What was your, oh, you got your green tea? I got my
2: green tea for <laughs> Tina.
0: I don't want any green
1: tea. I, don't
2: want any... I think that green tea saved Melinda. I won't I won't lie. I think that green tea Calm line really down. saved Melinda. She was very nice to her. So, thank you, Might Melinda, be a million dollar, half
0: a million dollar line that she used there with the green Melinda's tea.
1: Melinda's not winning this season.
0: You never know. Melinda train. I'm no, on I'm all different awesome. types of trains. Yeah, I got so I'm many tickets.
1: Melinda. I mean, I do really like Melinda and I, I liked her in this episode. I felt for her in this episode. I want to see her do well. I love the fact that she's like, still was running it and it was just like, you know, I really want to show people what I could do. And she's, but anyways, in the end, she's like, a win's a win. And that's true. She got a win and an elimination. So I'm happy that that's happened for her. But I could see her going down again, especially since she's on the inferior you know side of the house um they have less numbers on that king's palace i don't know if they have all the winning players for the dailies so i feel like they're not gonna be in power as much as the other side of the house is so i can very easily see melinda going in again so i don't know to celebrating the next time
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was gonna say? adrian drew celebrating tech <laughs> he's and very happy. first win <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> tech yep. train uh, Jess here says that it feels like all of the all of Kendall's attention last season is going to Jody this season and that Jody's getting that similar kind of edit that, that Kendall had. Yeah, and I, I can see that as well, definitely. I mean, Kendall's been so quiet this season, but I'm just patiently waiting to see who's going to call her down. Like, do we see a Kendall versus Jody potential elimination happening? That could be interesting to watch because, you know, Kendall, she could still win some, some eliminations, but she also might strategically be in such a position with... Durrell and them if that side of the house gets the the power she might never even go down an elimination before we get to the finale because we've only got three episodes left probably before we start going into finale so um only three eliminations to avoid
1: well uh yeah but i can see though like nehemiah being like well we need a strong girl to take out tori why are we calling your Tory today? Oh my God. Get Jody. Tory off my brain. Jody. Jody. Like, Jody.
0: Tori's rubbing off on you, Chantelle. No! <laughs> next season, no! season Chantelle's coming in here and she's gonna be all about that Tory love and it's gonna be like Tory no. train. That's true. Drew. Gonna...
1: <laughs> Drew's that's Drew's on the Tory train. Um Jody, though, they're gonna be like, who's gonna be able to take out Jody? Who is it? Who is it? Maybe we're gonna to to put up Kendall. That would definitely weaken Darrell. Like they might be thinking in that way, um, for sure. So I could see those two be putting up against each other because they're both the strongest female women on that side. Absolutely. Um, I do remember seeing in kind of like the previews, I've seen Janelle is down there at one point. Um, And so I'm wondering who Janelle is going to be going up against, which will be interesting since we haven't seen much of her this season. So just a quick
0: one on the Nehemiah logic that you're using there. So Nehemiah felt bad about being the reason Tech went home the previous season. He's also the reason that um, Kendall went home the previous season because he called her down when she was safe. So is there a part of him that, and I know he's not playing it for his friends this season, but I've got a feeling there has to be some sort of a, a mutual respect. Listen, I brought you in here. I put you in danger when you shouldn't have been in danger. I'm not going to come for you potentially. I don't know the relate. We've never seen the relationship between the two of them, but you know, that might be enough to just make him hesitate and um, taking him down. I think that there's a high likelihood we see Ayana and Jody go up against each other because people are going to look at Ayana as the person to take her out because she's won so many of these eliminations so far and she's uh, a bit of a juggernaut. You know, it's all about momentum.
2: I Don't see that happening just for this whole fact that we were talking about the house splitting up that if Nehemiah say is in power and Jody is up on the block or he's putting up Jody, he doesn't want to put somebody who he views as an ally or a number for his side. And if he's very strong with tech and Ion is very strong with tech, I don't think he would want to jeopardize one of his numbers. He would much rather throw in Kendall. And to your point, I think there is a mutual respect, but he also sees her as a, Uh, 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 the opposition the number is on Darrell's side and Darrell is now the head of the snake or the three-headed monster whatever you want to call it Uh, he's one of a different king in a warring castle whatever we're doing with this metaphor (laughs) or alliance names Um, so to me I think he would feel a little bad because of what happened last season but we've seen Nehemiah just like Go off like he is just cutthroat this season. He doesn't (laughs) care if you're in his alliance one day. If you talk bad about somebody the other day, you're gone. Like we want you out of here. So I think he's ready and willing to throw in Jody versus Kendall and take out a very strong competitor on the opposition side.
0: Yeah. Adrian asks here, how many episodes are going to be this season? It's 10 episodes as far as Ten. I'm aware, right? Similar to the Ten. previous season. And we also have Christy asking, is Chantel doing a reality realness tonight? Yes, it will be straight after this, right?
1: Uh, probably about 1030 um, uh, Eastern. But yes, Michelle and I will be going live to talk about this episode a little bit more.
2: Chris is like, your producer. He's like, isn't uh you're on the You're on the clock, like, on the clock Chantel. It's uh... <laughs> you know? running a little late, don't you think, Chantel? Yeah. It's not
0: my fault for making this one drag on <laughs> at all, you know. Definitely not my fault. Um guys, I think that's pretty much it for this episode unless there's anything else you guys wanted to bring up. Um really excited to watch the next episode for the challenge 37 where we will be crowning a new champion for the challenge or champions maybe uh wishful thinking for the challenge season 37 um and we're going to continue to uh recap these episodes for the challenge all-stars which have been a lot of fun to do so um but i won't lie i am going to look forward to recapping one episode at a time instead of trying to like fit two of them into the same podcast but uh really excited to talk to you guys next week as we close the chapter on challenge 37 drew um chantelle anything you guys want to add to this episode or you're happy to close it there we'll go over to you drew drew what's happening on the angel cake channel over the next week
2: uh we're going to be doing uh the reviews and recaps tiny table talks of course and i'll be doing some lives coming out i'm doing a season review with angie and chris to uh angie and charles two of my very close friends that i do a lot of lives with uh we're doing it sunday the 18th right after that week's episode and we're just gonna fit it in because there's a lot of holiday stuff going on so we just want to like talk about the season get it over with and then put it behind us even though the reunion is going to be coming up um and yeah th- this 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 month, I'm going to be doing videos, but also taking a lot of time to organize for the next year, the new year, and of course, the off season. That's going to be huge. Um, I think it's going to be like three or four months. So I just got to really time out my videos. I'm going to try to do like three or four videos a week. Which is going to be a lot, but it's going to be fun. And uh, yeah, got to get ready for Joe Millionaire. That's really going to be the spicy new show that's going to be coming <laughs> I mean, out and hitting everybody.
1: We should do it together.
0: <laughs> Done.
1: I'm <laughs>
0: I was going to say, Drew, you've got to be careful about telling people that you're going to have some free time for three or four months because we'll drag <laughs> you into some podcasts. You oh, no, no, believe, I'm only oh. like,
1: okay, if like, Amazing Race is coming up. Okay. Um, well, fun. Joe well, I'm not going to
2: lie. I was going to ask you guys to be drug over to my channel a few times here or there. Uh, maybe you can do some always, lives, do
1: always do that. Do some yeah, challenge happy.
2: tea uh do some challenge debates which i was thinking of during this episode uh during this recap and talking (laughs) and everything sorry if i wasn't paying attention 100 percent, but i just had ideas flowing through me but
0: yeah i I think it's fun
1: um speaking of ideas though what are we going to do our survivor after the season um roundup
0: wednesday finale episode will be next week right so yeah wednesday Wednesday next week so so i've just been for everything (laughs) <laughs> yeah so I've just been asked by Adam to join Adam and Gideon for a Survivor buffs um, retrospective and that will be next week Sunday so I think the week after that we'll we'll fit something That's in. Far. Nope. You reckon or maybe mid- midway into after because I just don't want to overlap with the, the the buffs too much because they'll do these on the Saturday um and mm-hmm. we could probably do ours the, the the following Wednesday. I'm happy to do it. Cause I'd love to get um all of us into it and maybe Riley, my co host for the Survivor Worldwide with us as well, and we'll do a little bit of a, a retrospective since we've promised this live that we will do it. I definitely still want to do it. So we just gotta fit it in. So to I'll twenty talk
1: second to- you're thinking.
0: Yeah, let's, let's do something like that, so it's not all on exactly the same time, so that way we've got the 18th, the Survivor Buffs and myself doing a retrospective, and then on the 22nd, if you guys are open uh, to that day, we'll, we'll jump on and it'll be us, and if it works out for Riley, who's my Survivor uh, worldwide co-host, he'll jump in as well, if he can't make it, then us three that's the priority we'll definitely do it um that week because i am looking forward to talking about it and i'm sure i will have a lot to talk about even after talking to uh, both gideon and <laughs> uh, adam about this season as well um hoping I we get a good ending here to the season
2: I was going to say, I think it's a good thing that we're taking a few days after the final because if something crazy goes on, like somebody brings out another hourglass or deal or no deal boxes again, uh, and that's why three of the last whatever players are left goes and joins the jury, I think I would just need to take that time to like (laughs) woosah, like relax. I'm calling it now, someone's
0: getting a... I'd be so Someone's frustrated. getting a life shield, and the life shield <laughs> in the game is going to, even though they get voted out right at the end here, it's going to give them an automatic ticket into season 42, and they're going to be <laughs> a surprise castaway on season 42, and they're going to move straight into that season.
2: Before we vote, uh, everybody put your hands in the middle. Jeff is going to do bubblegum, bubblegum in a dish. And uh, if you lose it, you're out. You're not even a part of the jury. Like, I'm just waiting. No, for this. Literally,
1: yeah. musical chairs in tribal <laughs> council, and like, they're going to yeah. put the, the music. Ay, 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 and like, everybody's going to go around. Last oh, that's person out of the game. <laughs>
2: And even if you win immunity, you're you don't have it. You have to keep going around like I, yeah, I broke yeah, an yeah. hourglass earlier. Doesn't mean I... anything
0: to win immunity anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Chatel, over to you. What do you have coming up on reality, realness with three S's uh, mm-hmm. over the next week?
1: Everything is wrapping up, which is going to be nice to be able to like maybe take a little bit of a break and see what, like, my how I want to enter in 2022. Um, which I can't even believe it's 2022. I thought last week was like 2019, so I don't know where the last two and a half years or two years have gone. I have no idea. Um, but I am going to be doing a wrap up on the Bachelorette. So, Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern, Tanya and I will be talking about uh, who Michelle picks. And, the, you know, after the final rose, all that jazz. Then we're going to go live after the challenge. So I'm not competing with anybody going live after Survivor. We're going to do the challenge. So I don't know if anybody would be on watching with us, but then we'll do on Thursday, we'll go live at 7 p.m. for us to do on Reality Realness, um, our recap of the finale episode of Survivor. And then back here with you guys on Friday, talking about the finale episodes and episode six of All Stars. And that, I think is it i might at some point throw in an entire recap of the most recent season of selling sunset with my best friend anna who she's like and she's an actress so she's like kind of like a she's I don't know, she's a famous a famous actress whatever but she never watches reality tv so we're gonna see if we can get her to watch selling sunset with me and then um, come and, and podcast for the whole season so that might come out within the next week which would be kind of fun nice
0: nice so yeah. I'm staying busy here right until the end of the year right right up until Gotta. christmas pretty much you know and um it's the same for us here on reality pop, you know, we've got, um, the survivor season 41. That's wrapping up. Like I said, I will be, um, on the podcast to do the retrospective with Adam and Gideon on Saturday next week. And that should be 8 PM, um, Eastern standard time. But prior to that, I will also be back on the Friday 8 PM Eastern standard time with these guys to talk about everything on the challenge. And also have a look out for drew who's been doing the survivor hot takes. That's dropping every week as well. Um, And we will still be around uh, going into the holiday period here to talk about the Challenge All-Stars as we finish the rest of the season. Um, Really looking forward to that. Should be fun to talk about one episode at a time it's been a hell of a busy year but uh we've got a lot coming up here on reality pop for next year as well in 2022 so stay tuned uh for that hopefully more events more shows to to start joining in on the reality pop um youtube channel as well so please subscribe hit the like button and keep following us for more content as always guys everybody that was in the live stream here asking questions and being very active we thank you very much it's great to see the same names pop up every week here um with us as we talk about the show that we love to watch and talk about uh (laughs) see you guys next time again on the challenge insiders goodbye